Hey everybody, this is your boy Garrett J. White, founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this. What problem are you actually solving? Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, my friends, so I am uh, sitting in a very interesting situation again. Many, 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 many interesting situations I find myself in. So I, uh, I get a call from one of my business partners yesterday. We're running an event and um, in the hair industry with my wife. And uh, my business partners and some of my other companies are like, hey, we need, to, we need to talk about some shit. I was like, all right. So I came over during lunch break and we sat inside of uh, the green room at the event and we discussed and we talked about what the problems were, what the problems weren't. Back and forth, the back and forth. There were some very clear problems. And I, and I paused everybody in the conversation and I just asked one big thing. I said, listen, what is the problem that we're actually solving? Like, what is it? What is the actual problem that we're solving? So we, we sat because we kept dancing around this one topic over and over and over again. And I simply stopped everybody and I said, hey, I, I want to like I'm going to pause a different question and I'm going to have us look at the following, which is the routine of the business is the business continues to fall into this pattern. It keeps falling in this pattern. It keeps doing this and this and this. It keeps falling in the same pattern over and over and over and over and over again. And I don't and I don't know why it keeps doing that. And you guys don't know why it keeps doing it. And we keep offering up these short term solutions that fix the problem temporarily, but don't actually fix the problem. Like, what is the problem that we're actually facing? And what is the problem that we're actually trying to solve? And so we went down that line of thinking and we continued to just open our minds up and ask even better questions. And we're like, okay, well, what is what is the challenge? What is the problem that we're actually solving? What is the big thing that goes on for us? Like, what is the thing that's actually causing the thing? And this is when we start to go down to the root cause of things that cause the symptoms. We see the symptoms of things showing up, right? Maybe it's you don't have enough leads in your business or maybe you don't have enough cash flow or maybe it's that you're in a situation where in your marriage, you know, you're not having uh, you're not having enough sex or you're not having enough real conversation. Or maybe it's with your children and you're getting tons of disrespect from your kids or you're you're not sure you're feeling tons of guilt or shame around your children. Whatever, whatever the game is, right? There's this symptom that we feel and then there's the root cause that's actually triggering it. And if we try to solve the symptom without dealing with the root cause, we end up back in the same place every single time, which is stuck. Completely and absolutely stuck. And so the principle of the day is this, if you solve the wrong problem, you'll always get the wrong answer. If you solve the wrong problem, you'll always get the wrong answer. If you solve the wrong problem, you'll always get the wrong answer. Listen to how that plays out. If you're sitting in a situation where you're not solving the right problem, like that's not the case, then the answer, no matter what you get, will always be the wrong one. It's the one that's going to get in the way. It's the one that's going to block. It's the one that's going to cause chaos. And so we have this situation that we're constantly dealing with back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, which is, okay, how do I deal with the real problems inside of my world? In the case with my business partners, we sat down and I continued down the path. And one of the things that we identified is that that the frame inside of the way the marketing message is going must shift. 
that conditions inside of society, conditions inside the way that people interact with content, the way that individuals deal with advertising, the way that ad spend works on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Google ads, banner ads, like all of the ways that things used to be, they've shifted. They're different now. They're not the same as they used to be. They're not the same place they used to be. They're not the same way they used to be. And inside of that comes down this other conversation then, which is we've got to solve the right problem. And the right problem is not just pour more gas on the thing that's already causing the temporary solution, but continues to produce the long-term pain. So here's a question for you. Where in your world across body being balanced and business do you find yourself in a situation where you're actually solving the wrong problems? And so the symptom goes away for a period of time, but the symptom always ends up coming back. Where is that at? My friends, where in your world do you need to shift the problem that you're actually trying to solve? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next Daily Fuel is going to be powerful, won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. All right, so here we are. We're getting spicy with it. It's time to get after our curriculum inside of the Warrior Book. And uh, our principle of the day from our parable that you just heard is, if you solve the wrong problem, you'll always get the wrong answer. Now, I have a special guest who has wandered into my studio, a.k.a. my man cave on a Sunday as I'm recording a few of these Daily Fuels. I have a beautiful pregnant tan, gorgeous woman sitting here. I have been married to for the past 16 years, coming on 17 years this year. Maybe coming on 16 years, married for 15 years, coming up on 16. All right, so we're going to come right to Danielle. Danielle is going to give you, uh, if you're not familiar with who she is, you never heard her before on the show. Well, this is my beautiful wife. We've been married for 16. This is We're on Fire, yes. She didn't know which podcast it was. We do a podcast together called Date Your Wives. You might want to check that out too. But I'm going to come to her live on the scene here with uh, with no context. She didn't get to hear the parable. She has no idea what I'm talking about. But just the idea, if you're solving, if you solve the wrong problem, you'll always get the wrong answer. And we're going to get her thoughts initially on this. Danielle, off you go. If you solve the wrong problem, you'll get the wrong answer. That seems pretty rhetorical. It's, it seems. What does this mean? Well, how do you know the problem is wrong? Exactly. <laughs> Continue. Because you would know it's wrong based on the wrong result you're getting. Oh. <laughs> so you could go into something in business or in life and you think you're solving the problem to get to where you want to be, but then you're not getting the result and you still keep trying to solve the wrong problem, but still not getting the correct result. So then you have to ask yourself, well, what problem am I really solving it? And for me, and I've shared this on many of our other podcasts, instead of trying to figure out the problem or trying to figure out how to solve something, I ask myself, what is the result that I want in this? 
And when I figure out the result, I'm like, well, what steps do I have to get to get to the result? So I try to think of the result that I would want. And then ultimately that presents itself in a different way of like, well, okay, well, here are the actual problems that I have. There you go. And Mrs. White coming in and crushing it here on today's podcast, getting us started here. So we um, want to take this idea, the concept Danielle's just given us, which is beautifully laid down. She answered the whole thing. If Danielle was doing a daily podcast, it would be like two minutes long. And she would answer things very effectively. Me, on the other hand, I need 20 minutes to get to the fucking point. So here we go. If you solve the wrong problem, you always get the wrong answer. But coming back to the worry book, we're here inside still. Again, we're on the slow it down stage We've gone through the book a couple times here in the podcast, and I'm slowing it down. We're specifically going into uh, the following. We're going to be starting here on page 42, page 42, worry book, verse 32. If um, That one, we already actually went over that. We're sorry, jumping over to the next one. We're going verse 34. I eventually went from a place in which sex and intimacy in my marriage was only happening once or twice every couple of weeks, every couple of weeks to frequently happening two, sometimes three times or more a week or more. Not only was this happening, but my wife is actually wanting and desiring me. Now I've got to go get her. I've got to bring her back here because I'm going to have her validate all this. Hey, come back here. Come back here. Hold on. What are you doing? Let's go. We're literally sitting interrupting this like show right now. My wife's. My wife's coming in. Bailey, you need to leave our room. Where's, wait, where's your I'm doing a show right now live, literally. I don't know where it is. It's dead if we do it have it. Work. It doesn't work. Go away. Go, go to the other room. Go to the other room. All right, so... Uh, you just left, I know, and I just had to call you back in here for the show. So listen, one of the things that shifted in our marriage was our sex life. So much so that you're pregnant. Congratulations. I'm proud, proud of you for making a baby. Talk to me about how talk to me about how things shifted over the past like five to six years for us when it came to intimacy and connection. Like from a, from a female perspective, they always get to hear from me on the Daily Fuel from my perspective. But from your perspective, what shifted? Because it went from kind of this weird thing like to like, well, of course, I, I love every answer you give. I just disagree with most of them. Here you go. Okay. Um, I said Garrett might not like this answer. So... For me, the question was, what was it? Sorry. How, how, you said I wasn't going to like the answer. I know, I have an answer, but tell me the question one more time. How have things changed sexually for us over the past, like, six years? Like, what shifted? Well, I think for women in sex specifically, there has to, to have that chemistry and that connection, there's always, like, the checklist sex or, like, hey, he's getting sexually frustrated, let's just get it done so we can make some peace at the house. But then there's also, like, I think ultimately guys, like, want to be loved, want to be wanted, want to have good sex, want to have, like, mutual, like, hey, that was really good. And for years, we were definitely, like, on the checklist, like, checklist sex, I guess you could call it. And he, like, we had many conversations and he's like, I just don't get it. Am I not attracted? And I think I had to really look at the root of the problem. And I think in this um, period of time, I think for women, we, especially like sexually, I think that we have to feel like a lot of, it's a lot of, um, we feel a lot of vulnerability and we have to feel a lot of trust. And I think I was in a space where I wasn't sure if I could trust Garrett, but it's because a lot of times when we would try to have just, you know, continuing arguments that, you know, everybody, every couple has like their five or six points that are like trigger points where they argue about the same damn shit and nothing goes anywhere. And I think that for Garrett and I, like we'd get to this place in arguments where he would blow up, I would shut down. And that was our pattern, blow up, shut down, blow up, shut down, blow up, shut down. 
And so I felt like unsafe to even share things with him. And we talked about this on one of our day, your wife podcasts. Like we started going to the therapy and it was almost like a sounding board. But what we both did differently is I decided to trust myself and vocalize like, Hey, I'm not going to let him bulldoze me. I'm not going to let him like get pissed, like whatever it is. Like I'm going to speak my feelings regardless of the consequences and see what happens. And this, the same point, and Garrett even said this too, and this is what I was going to say. You might not like it. Garrett said, I started to shut my mouth. I started to not like blow up. I started to refrain a little bit. I started to just try to listen. And so in the midst of both of that, like we were able to get like get past things and actually accomplish things and hear one another from, from like a different angle. So what, what changed for me in the argument specifically about sex is like, I started to feel more trust because I was able to like talk to Garrett without him blowing up. And it was just like little things along the way. Like we had been, one of the things too, for me was like, I felt like we were always on the run. Like we financially like lost everything. We had to rebuild and we were like moving every two years. And I just, we were at this point where I knew we were making good money and like we'd cleaned a lot of shit up in our past, but yet we were still in the mindset of running and I felt unsafe and I didn't feel trust and I didn't know. And, and when we were in the running phase, it was also when our marriage was kind of rocky. So I, I kept going back to the same fear, the same thoughts, the same everything. And finally I was like, listen, as silly as this sounds, like we got to settle in. We got to put some roots. We need to buy a house. I don't care if we move out of that house in two years. Like I want to feel stability. And so for me, just like that long course of like probably four to five years of, of just gaining back trust from not being able to communicate, financially losing everything, doing the checklist sex, like we had to rebuild it back up. And there were so many little variables that I didn't realize as a woman that played a huge role in me just feeling vulnerable, safe, connected, and confident with inside myself. Well done. There's a way your services have been rendered here. You may now be excused from the recording studio, a.k.a. my side man cave. Go to the pool with the girls. I shall see you in a little bit. So, again, we come back to our principle for today. If you solve the wrong problem, you'll always get the wrong answer. If you solve the wrong problem, you'll always get the wrong answer. Here's a straight deal. I mean, verse 36, I mean, I'm reading verse 34 about sex. I'm like, why would I, my wife's right here. I'm going to go get her and bring her in and have her share with you. Do you know what problem I was thinking I was solving? forever with her. I thought I was solving the problem of why my wife wasn't sexually desiring me. Right? Like I, so I, I thought the problem was in Danielle, right? So if you solved the wrong problem, the wrong problem in this case was Danielle's the problem. You always get the wrong answer. So it didn't matter. Like we spent a decade trying to figure this shit out. And then one day I woke up and I realized I was solving the wrong problem. Like literally solving the wrong problem. I've talked to this in business owners with business owners about like their situations inside of dealing with uh, their financial pieces, right? We're going through their balance sheets. We're going through their income statements. We're looking at KPIs. And, and at the end of the day, there's no profit. Like there's, no, there's profit, but there's no cash. And the business owner's frustrated and stressed out and freaking out. And they'll come back and they'll think they have an X problem. Like I have an accounting problem. I was like, no, you don't have an accounting problem. You have a, I don't have enough leads and I don't sell enough shit problem. So you're over here trying to solve your bookkeeping problems when the truth is you have an inadequate lead source and you have an inadequate, inadequate sales system, which means it wouldn't matter how much you actually track the numbers, you're going to end up in the same place, which is you're not going to have enough leads, you're not going to make enough sales. So you can keep circling the wagon on this and continue to just torture the numbers all you want, but at the end of the day, you're solving the wrong fucking problem. Just like that inside of my marriage too, I was solving the wrong problem. So when I get the list down here of from th- verse 34 to 37, which I'm going to read through here on page 43 in the Warrior Book, 
That, I want you to think through it in that frame, solving the wrong problem. What shifted for me is the warrior's way allowed me to start solving the right problems by putting myself in a position and putting myself mentally in a place where I was the right problem solver to actually ask the right questions to get to the right problems, to solve the right problems, to get the things that I wanted. Verse 34, I eventually went from a place in which sex and intimacy in my marriage was only happening once, maybe twice every couple of weeks, to frequently, or every couple of months, to frequently happening two, sometimes three times a week or more. Not only was it happening, but my wife was actually wanting and desiring me in ways I'd never experienced before. And the sex was no longer a hunt for a quick vaginal masturbation session. My life in this area had become unfucking recognizable to me, particularly knowing the things that I'd chosen and things I'd done. 35, I went from a disconnected, chaotic relationship with my kids who barely knew their father and the banker to wanting and longing to be with my children as much as I could every single day. These days, I work out with them in the morning at our home at our CrossFit gym before I take them to school. I pick them up in the afternoons after school several nights throughout the week. I stay up late with them doing homework and then 90% of my nights lying in bed with each of my babies, tickling their backs while telling them stories, pray and listen to meditation music. My kids want to be around dad. And here's the thing, I'm gonna sideline on this. Like I'm about to, right after I get in one of these pockets, I'm taking my son to a movie. Right At the time when I did this book, I was still fighting to get back in the life of my son, who's about to be 20, right? Parker. Right? I was literally fighting to get back in his world at this time. 2015, was four years ago. My son was 16 years old. That's when I started the fight. And I started living the warrior's way at a high level inside that relationship, sending messages every single day, re-engaging with his mother, re-engaging with him. You know, he was, a, he was a, the, the son from my first marriage when I got divorced back when I was 23 years old. And so here I was in this place, like fighting for deep relationships. And my son became the example. He became the, he became the example of what was possible. You know, it wasn't just with my girls. And it's not just with the fact that my wife now is five months pregnant with our soon to be third daughter coming up here in July of 2019. Like these are all evident. This is all result driven shit. My son left school came here to live with us, to work for us and now spends time with me. And like, I love him. Like he, he, we have relationship and this was all rebuilt. Like my life was unmanageable and unworkable. Unworkable. Let's go to verse 36. I became a guy who went from complete disconnection as a believer in God to knowing my purpose. I shifted from following old school religious routines that didn't matter to me while faking my way through conversations of purpose and divine power. In this state of being, I rarely heard the voice of revelation and constantly felt as if my life was not on purpose. Today, I'm a man who knows his life's on purpose and when it gets off, how to listen and how to trust the voice inside of me that is guiding me to specific actions. I have the courage to make decisions that I can't see the end of results of, clearly and simply guided by faith without a knowing in my, with that, with a knowing in my heart that when the voice speaks, it always sees the path clearer than I do. Right, I had been raised Mormon and this was very um, powerful for me. It was wonderful, but it was also very restrictive and I have nothing against the Mormon faith, but I got into a place where I didn't trust my own connection to God. I didn't trust my own relationship. So a decade, a decade ago, when my wife and I left the Mormon faith and we headed down our own path, part of this was about me discovering, okay, well, well, what is it that I believe? And what is it that works for me? What is it that's gonna bring my life to a place of connection? What is it that's gonna bring my life to a place of power with this relationship with God? And the stack was born from this. The entire attack with the stack game, the mega stack, the anger stack, the happy stack, the gratitude stack, the production stack, the entire stack series was created as a way for me to find that connection. 
in verse 37. I went from business destruction, failure, and empty bank accounts to rebuilding an empire in three different industries, which now is at seven, while at the same time acquiring elite level skills in marketing, selling, technology, sequencing, systems, and leadership. I'm no longer a victim to an industry changing or remarkably shifting. The Worries Way has literally allowed me to guide myself through any dark times in business because the habit-all lifestyle demands that I see myself as a king, equipped with the mindsets and skill sets of modern business mastery. Truly, for the first time in my life, I know my business and bank accounts are under my control and that I am the one determining my destiny. And so our principle of the day as we wrap up this daily fuel is simply this. If you solve the wrong problems, you'll always get the wrong answers. And part of, part of living this warrior's way lifestyle is about building a life across body being balanced business that works. But if you're trying to solve the wrong problems and one of the foundational wrong problems that exists as we dive into the code here next is the fact that you fucking lie. And you lie about where you've been, you lie about where you are and you lie about where you want to go. Thank you so much for being here, my friends. I'm glad my wife got to be part of this. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.